it's possible to make a good documentary podcast, even if it's a command podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Audio Leads. My name is Alessandra, and I'm going to be your host. I'm a radio journalist and podcaster myself. One of my responsibilities at Rumble Studio is to explore new ways of creating podcasts. In this episode, we will focus on how to do a branded podcast from an agency point of view. Hercule is the number one podcast agency in France and is part of Abbas, one of the largest communication groups in the world. Hercule works with big brands like LVMH, Vinci, Orange, and produces high-end podcasts. From luxury brands to retail and B2B companies, with our guest, we will see how to build the message to be conveyed in a podcast. Hello, Chloe. Could you please introduce yourself? Could you explain what is it that you do at Hercule? Hello, Alessandra, and thanks for the invitation. So I'm Chloé, and I'm in charge of the podcast practice at Avas, uh, which I manage from Hercule, which is the in-house creative production company at Avas. I've been working for 13 years in the communication industry and now for four years in the podcast business. And before that, I was working with the digital consulting team of Avas Paris. And now at Hercule, we work mainly for third parties and corporate brands like LVMH, EDF, Orange, uh, Le Groupe Canal+, for which we produce original podcasts. And um, we operate on the whole value chain of the podcast, from strategy to production to broadcast and communication. I had the chance to meet Chloe. We worked together on several branded podcast projects. Uh, to make you feel the character, so she's tall, dark-haired, she has a bobbed haircut with fringes, and the most important thing is that she's always in a good mood. But let's get back to the core of this conversation podcast. So let's go deeper in what a branded and non-branded podcast is all about. My definition of a branded podcast is simply a podcast produced by a brand, Then the point is to define what is exactly a brand. Uh, can we consider that the Ville de Paris or the Musée Pompidou is a brand? But for me, a branded podcast is not necessarily a podcast with a commercial purpose, in the sense that it tries to sell you a product or a service. But it is a content that, in fine, serves the image of the one who produces it. One way to define a branded podcast could be a command podcast that serves communication objectives versus another project that proposes its vision outside of any communication goals. As a brand, if I understand well, I could actually do both a branded podcast, which directly contributes to my communication strategy, and another podcast, which could simply enrich my external image, as you said, for a museum or for the city of Paris. In any case, for sure, audio and podcast are on the rise. Could you give us some numbers? How many branded podcasts have you made in 2021 versus 2020? Uh, yes, we know for a fact that there are more and more podcast listeners. We do a study every year with the CSI Institute for the Paris Podcast Festival, and we know that now 30% of French people listen to podcasts and 14% Percent listen to podcasts every week. So the market is becoming more and more structured. There are more and more producers as well. 
and the podcast is really becoming an element of advertisers' communication plans. As far as Hercule is concerned, 2020 was a bit special because we produced a lot for internal communication operations, which were related to COVID and containment. And we are stable in 2021 with an average of 100 episodes produced per year, but with more ambitious projects too. Uh, more documentaries in particular. Great. Can't wait to see this work develop in less than three years uh, activity. You're doing great strides. But now I'm really curious um, to know what is the first question that you ask to a brand that comes up to you with the idea of doing a podcast? The first question I would ask is a simple one. What is your objective? What is it that you want to say? Why do you want to say it with a podcast? And who do you want to talk to? So very simple, but essential question. Back to your beginnings, Chloe. When was your first branded podcast? How was it? What difficulties did you encounter in the beginning? Please give us some examples. The first branded podcast I work on was for Orange, I think. And it was a fiction podcast. So I'm not sure it's very representative because it was like starting with the North Face, you know. Fiction podcasts are not the more common for a brand and it's also very challenging in terms of production. The first difficulty was to find writers who could write for audio purpose because I'm, I really think audio fiction need a specific expertise in terms of writing. And then at the time we had to produce uh, in a very short time, which was not very comfortable. And we also had to invent everything in terms of communication and media. So it was a pretty intense first. But what I learned from it is, one, think audio first in terms of content. And two, always think about the distribution since the conception of your podcast. Okay, so audio is not video, it's not about writing. It's a special way of communicating that you have to take into account. And very, very important, tell the whole world that you're doing a podcast, communicate as much as possible on what you're doing. Chloe, you've been doing branded podcasts since a few years. What has changed since the beginning? What is the one mistake you won't repeat? I guess the main thing that changed is that podcast has become a thing. More and more listeners, more and more producers, and more and more brands that want to do podcasts. The one mistake I won't repeat I don't know, I guess there are more than one, but maybe it would be saying, okay, we do it, even though I knew it won't work. Uh, not challenging enough the client brief. And also what I said, I said earlier in terms of communication, uh, I really think distribution has to be on the table since the beginning of the project. And concerning remote recording, I guess we handled it uh, as we could. That is to say, testing various options from Zoom to Zencaster. And now when we record remotely, uh, we try to do it with a good mic, but um, we mainly try to get people back into the studio. Many changes. Remote recording remains an issue, like our conversation today, which is remote and asynchronous. In terms of new formats, did you develop new ways of telling stories? Could you give us a few examples? Uh, yes, we do develop new formats. We do more and more documentaries immersive format on the field, like, for example, what we did for Chateau Cheval Blanc, the Saint-Emilion Vineyard, 
um, for this project, we really wanted to follow the rhythm of, of the winery over the course of a year. And uh, we wanted to bring the listener closer to the field. Um, and the other way, we also test new hybrid formats with audio and, and motion to be distributed directly on social media. Um, for example, we are now running an employer brand campaign for LVMH, mixing one minute audio testimonials and illustration. So it's not exactly a podcast anymore, but it's certainly a way to meet larger audience with an audio based campaign. What about another kind of a story? <laughs> Uh, sound design, what's the importance of it and according to what format? Sound design is a huge part of our work, obviously. And of course, it depends on the type of podcast. But um, I think it's important to have a, distinct, a distinctive sound signature, even for a talk show or an interview. So yes, I think uh, it is mandatory for intro and outro. Unless, of course, it is an artistic choice not to have music. And for the rest of the episode, it's very useful in terms of uh, rhythm, when you want to highlight something or convey a certain emotion. And music and sound are, are language in itself, I think. As far as I am concerned, what I prefer is when we succeed in using the sound of the place where we, re where we record to turn it into music, like we did, uh, for example, with Chateau Cheval Blanc. As I was telling you in the beginning, Hercule is the number one podcast agency in France and is part of Avas, one of the largest communication groups in the world. Now we get to the point where we would like to know how long does it take to uh, produce a high-end podcast as you do, Chloé? It really depends on the type of podcast, but I would say it can be from one or two weeks for a very simple uh, podcast to several months or even a year for more ambitious projects. How much does it cost? Again, it really depends on the type of podcast you want to produce. It could be from 2,000 euros per episode for a simple interview or talk show to more than 10,000 for a fiction with a lot of writing, actors, original music, and so on. And if you don't have the, the required budget, I would suggest maybe don't do it or maybe change the format and try something um, more simple in a test and learn uh, approach. Podcast is a marathon, not a sprint, but brands need to go fast. What is your advice to brands to make their podcast become famous? The more important thing is start with a good story, a story people want to hear and a story you are legitimate to tell then take the time and need to produce it the best you can. And don't forget to tell the world your podcast is out with a solid communication plan. So what is the podcast you're most proud of in terms of quality cost ratio and visibility? I would say the podcast we did pro bono for La Maison des Femmes, which is called Réparer les Violences. It's a documentary in immersion in La Maison des Femmes de Saint-Denis which is a house attached to an hospital in Saint-Denis, which is north of Paris. Um, this house takes care of women victims of abuse. Let's listen to a snippet of this podcast. La Maison des Femmes, bonjour. Hey, ça va? Donc, je m'appelle Sophie. Je suis arrivée à la Maison des Femmes fin 2018, période à laquelle j'ai dû... It's an important cause, of course, but it also proves it's possible to make a good documentary podcast, even if it's a command podcast. 
and it was on the Apple Podcast Top of 2021. We have reached 100 listen as of today in less than six months, so it makes me very proud. Wow, 100,000 listens in six months. This is definitely a success. We unfortunately get to the end of this conversation. Thanks for highlighting the different levels and types of branded podcasts. We can see that the range is indeed very wide, depending on the formats and means of the brand or institution. One last question. You are recording remotely and asynchronously. How do you feel about this recording experience? It's kind of weird, but also it's a good thing to have time to think of what I'm going to say. Yeah, this is definitely one of the advantages of recording remotely and asynchronously. Thank you so much, Chloe, for joining me on today's episode of Audio Leads. It's always a pleasure. See you very soon. Thanks again for the invitation, Alessandra, and I hope to see you soon in real life. This conversation is recorded asynchronously on Rumble Studio. You want to record your podcast faster and easier? Get a free trial by going to our website, rumble.studio. Thanks for listening to this episode of Audio Leads. If you enjoyed this conversation, follow us on our social channels, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram.